The offseason continues with yet another interview with a fan favorite, another supporting character as we welcome you into By Order of the Peaky Blinders, a podcast that is obsessed with and talks about nonstop the gang drama Peaky Blinders. Josh, Daniel, we are joined by James Eels, who had a very short stint in the Peakyverse, but has kind of been attached to the show through the love from the fans. James, we're big fans of the Digbeth kid. Welcome into the podcast. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? We're doing well. We're just trying to stay busy. And uh, we're happy that, you know, any characters and actors that possibly we can get from this show are willing to come on. We just talked to uh, Dina Corzoon, who was the Grand Duchess in season three. She had a small role as well, but she had some fantastic stories. So if you guys listening haven't listened to our interview with the Grand Duchess Isabella from season three, go ahead and check us out on Facebook or on Twitter. All the links are below. But James, let me ask you first question here. How are you keeping your, yourself busy during this quarantine and lockdown? Uh, oh, well, my nails are painted red. Right? <laughs> just on the one hand. So it's just like this kind of deal, like stuff like that, I guess. Like, you got to try uh, it out. You got to yeah, test it out. Yeah. A lot of Xbox. Uh, that's been very helpful and stuff like that, I guess. I've been painting. Um, oh, not only the house, but the... Like, just around, I've been painting, like, good colouring and stuff like this. I've, luckily, I live right by a window. Uh, by a window? Uh, by a field. So I can, like, kind of gaze out and sort of the kind of... Okay. Green, you know? So it's quite nice for that. But then you see people outside with picnics and stuff, and I'm just there, like, seething. So what are you doing? Out, what are you right? doing? It's like, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, this isn't a holiday. It's just quite... This is not a holiday. Yeah. But it's, but it's, it's been quite good, because, yeah, I... I I kind of chill out quite often anyway. When it wasn't a quarantine, I was quite, I'd say, pretty lazy. <laughs> I like to exercise and stuff like that, but then it's, yeah. Yeah, I think I can, I can relate to that, especially as, you know, big TV watchers. I want to get to the shows that you're watching through this, but first let's start off with your, you know, story with Peaky Blinders. Were you familiar with the show before you got, you know, casted as the Digbeth Kid? I wasn't actually no, I'd, like I'd never actually heard of it, and I was like, I thought it was the pesky blunders at first. <laughs> I, just, I thought it was a comedy, and then obviously I got to watching the show, and it's like this is like no, this is hardcore. <laughs> this is a, this isn't the well, it's funny in places, but obviously, but yeah, there, there's like a there's an undertone of like darkness to this show, and I was like, I was like, oh, this this is sweet, and then obviously reading the script. And being like, well, I get to, I, I get to be one of like the deaths in this. This is like, this is awesome. So I was like, but it's like, I, I, yeah, I, it was my first acting job out of drama school as well. I kind of graduated, got my, got linked up with my agent, and then I'm on this show. I was like, this is huge. I was like, I'm there with like Killian Murphy and Paul Anderson and stuff. Like that. Mm -hmm. And then in that scene, like my my eyes are just like, that's genuine, like. Well, I'm I'm pretty scared in, as, as a real person here. Right now, I was saying. terrified. I was terrified for you watching that scene. And that, that actually was going to be my first question was, what's it like reading a script knowing that you're going to die? And you said it was pretty cool, but were you kind of upset? But, or, or do you think that it was really cool? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly upset. I'm more good now that I'm not part <laughs> of it. Like, obviously, like, they see a lot of characters come back from the dead and stuff like this. And it's like, ah. Oh. Maybe there's, there's no, it's like you never know, like the ghost of the Digbeth kid. The ghost of the Digbeth kid. Hey. 
That could be one of our that could be one of our peaky spin-offs that we've been putting out there. The ghost of the Dick Beth kid. Yeah, it's like uh, that kind of deal. But no, it's like oh, I, I just to be part of it was was amazing and stuff like that. And like I didn't tell I didn't tell anyone like what was going to happen. So we had like a when the episode came out, we had a big viewing party here, and I had a few friends round, and then they just see all that and they're like, "Whoa, what the heck!" It's like, like, my parents are just like shocked because I couldn't tell them. They were like, "Don't watch your son die and stuff like this on TV." Right? I, yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's, yeah, that's yeah. because you kind of have to like keep quiet about what happens in that season. So, how long do you have to keep to yourself? You know, not really how the season's going to play out, but you know how your character is going to play out. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I, so long, like a long time. Like it's like, it's like, but then you can get quite smug with it because people start asking you and say, like, "Well." I know it happened, so, but, and they're like, please tell me, it's like, why would you want to ruin it? Like, that's right, my exactly. thing. Why would you want to ruin the show for yourself? Because it happened in Black Mirror. I did um, an episode of that, and there's a good kind of like the storyline there, and people are like, oh, what's happening in that? I was like, you don't need to know. Like, it's like, right. It's, it's only one episode in Black Mirror. Why would you yeah. want to know just the one episode would happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, then it's about it. It's quite, it's, it's good as well. You, you feel really special knowing something like that and like when you read because I got to read some of the other scripts as well they sent me a few episodes and this is like I was reading through it's like this is this is awesome man. this is like why I became an actor to like do all this and it's yeah. yeah so so did you become a Peaky Blinder fan or did you just watch those few episodes of season two no I was I, I watched the whole of the first series I was like I'm a fan of this I like because I'm from like near I'm from the Midlands originally like I grew up like in Kidderminster, which is a small town just near the Black Country, so where that's where Billy Kitchen's from. So like it's like my my grandparents like they were from Birmingham and stuff like this, and my mom grew up there, so they've got like I always used to go there when I was a kid and stuff, and hear like my granddad tell about what it was like back in the forties, and like obviously it's not that far back, but I could, but it's like it, yeah, it's just I've got a connection with it, I guess, like with like being like oh. All the London gangs and the American things have brought Walk Empire, but then it's like bang, this small thing right here. This is this is cool. Yeah, we've always kind of you know relished over Stephen Knight's ability to keep the historical accuracy at least down the right lines, while you know <laughs> intertwining the craziness of you know the the Shelby family that doesn't that never quite existed, but there were always rumblings of of similar yeah. similar groups in that area. Exactly, yeah. And you, you hear people tell all these stories of like, you, there's a notorious family in the town. It's like, oh, I wish they'd make a TV series about that. And it's like, well, he, well it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, there's <laughs> definitely one. Like, it's like, it's like, oh, I wish they'd make a TV show that wasn't reality and you could just blow it up. And it's like, this is the perfect thing for it as well. Exactly. It, it, it's created a lot of fandom in they're, they're having the big festival in Birmingham for it and stuff like that. And like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy that. Yeah, the, my, even my small character has like, yeah, like, yeah, it's a, like a cult following. Yeah, it's odd. Uh, yeah, I find, yeah it's... we are we are a pro Digbeth kid podcast. We are we are Digbeth kid fans for sure. Oh yes, yes, yes thanks. It's it's great, but you know it's it's disappointing to know that season six is delayed because of the whole coronavirus thing. It's 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 really a oh, sad yeah. time for all arts. But let me ask you, you've watched all the way through, you know, with Peaky yeah. Blinders. Let me yeah, get a couple yeah. predictions from you for season six when it does come around series six. Oh, it's like they're going to meet some 
there's there's got to be an American gangster coming in now. It's like the big. It's it's I don't know who yet, but like it's like they brought him on over. They've got to see America now. They they teased it with the last series, didn't they? They did. Like, they did. So it's just like they'll they'll they have to expand. Yeah, and I can't wait to see that. There's going to be a lot of Tommy guns in the next one, I think. In this that kind of deal. That's good. Yeah, we're excited to find out who plays, you know, Gina's parents or Gina's uncle or Gina's brother, because we have mm. a feeling that her family is going to have a, a good amount of wealth to back, you know, Michael's fighting side against Tommy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, yeah, how did they meet? Yeah, we don't really know that. Yeah, there's the story behind that. Oh, God, there's so much. I mean, it's like, now there's going to wait. There's so much a longer wait now as well. Oh, I know. We might have to do another rewatch of the whole show just to, just to get everyone prepared. But we, we have no idea how long. I was going to ask, from the perspective of an actor, what is this, this whole <coughs> freeze in time like? Were you in the middle of, of production for anything? Or were you... Yeah, I just, I just shot a, like a commercial for the European football tournament as well. That was like... Oh, that man. was going out. I was like, that's like... And I've got like... There's some other parts. I've got some other little... Roles in other TV shows coming up, which obviously on hold now as well. So it's like, but I'm, I'm. It gives me time to like kind of get creative with my own things as well, though, because obviously you kind of have to. So I've been writing a lot more and stuff like that. But it's just like, but the anticipation, knowing that something's coming, is quite. I'm quite lucky to have that, knowing that I have got something after this. But like, there's, there, yeah. So I'm excited for that, but I don't know when it's when it's going to come. Yeah. <laughs> I just wait and I'm like, and I want it now. Like. I'll, yeah well since since we can for now we can only really reminisce on past roles and past performances what was it like you know you, you were in season two of Peaky Blinders so what was it like working with Killian Murphy and Tom Hardy and Paul Anderson some of these great great actors that are on this show oh, it, it was unreal like and they kind of like they took you under the wing as well like because I was on there like nervous as hell like my first ever tv job I was like, I'm like 23. I say, like, oh, I'm shaking a little bit. <laughs> then Paul Anderson's there. It's like, come on, mate. And then just takes me around the set. He's like, look at this. And I was like, oh, it's like, I don't know whether to take pictures or anything. He's like, yeah, just go on. Take snaps of this, take snaps of that. And then meeting Killian, he was, I thought he was going to be like in the zone, like, oh, God, he's playing Tommy Shelby. He must be like having some, like, kind of like, maybe, maybe a bit of method. The guy was just like the nicest man I've ever met. Like, this is like, can you really like, I was like, this is unreal. Like, crack a couple of jokes with him and stuff. And it's like, again, Joe Cole as well. I still see him now right. and then. It's nice that, yeah, he's, he's doing really well. Like, don't like, he's got this gangs of gangs London. Of London. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he's, he's it looks sick. It looks like it's a modern day. It, they, they're advertising it kind of as a modern day Peaky Blinders kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, and it looks, it looks good. He looks like like an evil man in that. Yes. Like, um, well, I've stopped after, and then with the best, my I think my favorite experience on the set was when Sam Neill. I was in the makeup kind of truck, and I was getting my things done, like taken off, and he walked past like, "Oh, hi, James." And I was like, "That's Sam Neill." I was like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> he like, knew your name. Jurassic Park just comes into my head, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like, a legend. Oh, he's an absolute legend. And then he's like, "I heard you're really good in this." I was like, oh, "Yeah, well." Heard you are too. Like, I was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> Didn't know what to say. And he's like, he smiled and walked off. Yeah. And it's sort of, getting, at that point as well, I met Finn Cole, which is obviously Joe's brother in real life. And like, mm. seeing him, like, I was like, I didn't know they were real brothers. So oh. I was like, what? Well, casting for this, they've, they've got that spot on. These two look 
really similar. <laughs> I was like, well, how have they done that? Like, like, this is like, Shane Baig's really killing it on the casting here, but then it clicked. And they're like, they're, they're great guys. And like, the whole thing, like, I, I was so wish, like, as I said, it's brilliant to be part of that. That's it. Like, like, it's, yeah, of, it's, it's incredible. I, I mean, I, speaking of the casting, what was your process like? Did you did you have to go in and, and do some reads, or did you send in a video, or did your agent set it all up? Well, I was, I, um, yeah, so my agent kind of, I get an email, and she's like, give me a phone call, say, oh, you've got this audition for this TV show. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like set in Birmingham. And I go into a room, and it's quite a small room, like quite close to the casting, Shaheen Bag and then director Colum. And, it's like my naivety of the whole thing. I had no, like, I was just like, all oh, right. I had no idea, like, the kind of, like, I went in, did it, came out, and then, like, a few months later, I kind of forgot all about it. I was like, oh, that was cool to do a TV audition. And then they get the call, oh, you've got it. Because like, they asked me, and then I think back, they asked me questions, because at the time I'm ear pierced. I had this fake stretcher in it. So I was like, yeah, it's like a real emo kid looking thing. <laughs> And then they were like, is that a real stretcher? I was like, oh, no, it's just a fake little earring thing. Like, okay, good. Like, that kind of deal. And I was like, oh, wonder what I didn't, didn't clock. Like, and then I get the part. I'm dancing around the flat. I go to my, my flatmate. I was like, man, I've got this part in Peaky Blinders. He's like, what's that? I was like, I don't know. I was like, it's just like, I was like this is it. But like, I was like, I'm going to go watch, start watching it. And then, yeah, then it starts costume fittings. And so, so, of course, Besides the the Digbeth kid death scene, yeah. What is your what is your favorite scene of the show since you've watched it through? Oh, tough what? question. It's a tough question. But so far, so far we've had we've had uh, every we we've asked this question to every single one of the uh, actors or actresses that's come onto the show, and they mm -hmm. have the same answer. So I wanna I wanna hear what your answer is. I guess it's when it's when Tommy and like he's has a he's like uh, when he really gives that talking to um oh god to like to his brother when he's having his ptsd and he has to give that whole like he just kind of grabs into him he looks dead in his eyes and he just like because i don't know my like my, like i have a brother and i was like mm -hmm. i'd want to do anything to help him like that but then when you've got your own problems and stuff i think it's such a beautiful moment for him to to grab it and go look at yourself like that and it kind of pulls him out but it shows it's oh, it's tough love. It's just like, yeah, that bond between brothers. Doesn't matter how much goes on, you kind of right. It's, 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 it's always crazy when 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 Tommy, you know, like 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 basically snap out of it, Arthur, snap out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like, him in the face a little bit, and those are really powerful scenes of the show because you know you kind of forget at times that they're brothers because first of all they don't look alike, and then they're, yeah. they're completely different personalities. But then when they have those those heart to heart moments, it's really powerful. It's really touching, and it's 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 from season one up until now they've had those moments. So Definitely, that, I can connect with that because like I don't I don't really say that kind of stuff to my brother. Right. I remember right. after his wedding, I like there's some pop song came on the radio. I was driving, and I had to pull over, and I started crying and called him up. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, yeah, this is it. Like I can't believe you're married. It's like couldn't say it to his face. So that kind of deal. So it's like I guess I connected that with kind of deal. Right. But, Awesome. Was, that, was that the same as everyone else there? No, that... everyone else has seen, well, for, um, for Adam and Paul, it was the scene where at the, end of, at the end of season two, right after Epsom, where Tommy has the gun pointed to him and he's about to get buried. And, oh, uh, shit. 
yeah, Churchill, that's Churchill has a job for him. Churchill has yeah, a job yeah. for him. And he's walking away in All My Tears by Anne Brown is playing in the background. That was their, their that's, that's one of my favorite scenes just because the, the, the acting by Killian Murphy in that scene to make that you actually really feel like he's actually at his lowest point and he's actually, you know, feels like he's lost for once, which you never really see him like he's lost and he feels, hope, he feels helpless almost. So Such that was theirs period. and that's one of mine too. But that scene that you're talking about, I, I remember it vividly as well. Yeah, so well, another one as well. Billy Kimber, when he's just like there giving the talk, and then like, like he's like, oh, like they just don't care, do they? These guys, it's like, it's like what? That's it. How do you deal with the problem? Delete. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the the show just brings so many good memories to so many people. I want to ask you throughout the different shows that you've done. You know. It's just crazy to see your first acting credit be Peaky Blinders. And then you do such a high profile show like Black Mirror. What was it like to go into the motion picture side of things and do something like Darkest Hour, no matter you know, whether you were there for a day or a week, and then see that get nominated for all the Oscars, win two Oscars and all those awards. What was that like as, as so early on in your acting career? Oh, it's it's pretty sweet, yeah, because I, for, I forget how early it is in my career still. It's been, it's like six years. I'm not even, like, and I, it's quite, yeah, I feels quite an achievement to do that, kind of under 30. And I was like, see, yeah, I was talking, oh, here we go. Right, I'm putting out the old piano here. and that. <laughs> I, would, I didn't do well at school and do that. I didn't get the grades and anything. And to achieve something like that, to like go through drama school, I really pushed myself to reach something like that to be in an Oscar nominated film like with award winning films and like shows like Black Mirror I feel like I hope these that people like see it and go oh, oh that guy I remember him like yeah it's, it's good and it makes me go yeah I, I, I feel like I, I'd something I'd never thought I could achieve I've achieved and it's just like I could I don't want to stop but I'm not going to stop either but I could stop and I'd be like yeah I could be that guy in the pub in the in the pub later in life when I'm 15, but you know, I was in a film, so I'm not going to film, I weren't, and that kind of, like, I hope for that won't happen, and like, there'll be some... Do you, do you, think, do you think that, that your role, starting off in such a, in such a, you know, critically acclaimed uh, show like Pe Peaky Blinders, do you think that your role in Peaky Blinders helped you set up to get those major roles in Black Mirror and The Darkest Hour I, as well? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think, yeah, because, like, it gets you seen, and then that's the main part, I think, in this whole thing, is having that lucky break. And being able to get spotted, and then, yeah, it has definitely helped. And I've like, yeah, I've met some, like, to get some like the right people at the right time and stuff like that. Like being at rap, like, yeah, being at, like, just people seeing you and being, like, oh, hang on, are you in this show? And I was like, I am, yeah, yeah. And they go, oh, we tell it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy industry, but it's, it's, it's fun to be part of. How, how, how often do you get fans in London saying, calling you Digbeth Kid on the street? Um, yeah, you get it now and then. Uh, cause, yeah, like it's quite. Odd. I get more because I do like I, I do a shed load of commercials here, like mm. so people see me for that and they're like, ah, oh, you're the guy for Amazon advert, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I am actually. <laughs> I work in a bar and there's like one that I did for a football thing over here, and it's like every like every Premier League match at half time, I'd be on. I'd be like, oh, if those people like, is that you? It's like, yeah, and I kind of get freaked out by it. It's quite strange of that kind of. But like, yeah, you do get the, like, you yeah. dig with kid or. So, I mean, Daniel and I are actually big sports fans. So speaks on the, on the topic of soccer. Do you have a, do you have a favorite f football team? 
it's West Ham. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So you're not, a, so you're not a bandwagon fan. So you're, no, no. You always stick with your team through, through thick and thin. That's it. Man. Yeah, <laughs> and I live. I can see the, uh, the ground from my, my That's flat, awesome. The balcony. That's awesome. I got a season ticket there as well. It was so cheap. I was like, I'm gonna get like. <laughs> One of my one of my best friends went on vacation to London and went to a West Ham game. Someone got, got gave him tickets, and he's now a huge West Ham fan. So I actually, you know, follow vicariously through him, West Ham. And he's it's 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 a rough go around these last couple of years, but yeah. um, you know, so when you're winning, you're winning, and it feels right. great. Right. <laughs> but, it's, but it's better to just say that you're a Liverpool or Man City fan just because just because they're good. So yeah, I can appreciate that. That's like exactly it. Well, West Ham can be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they can. Oh, of course they can. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you stay away from relegation, that's all that matters. That's it. Well, I think the season's done. Nil and yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. They, uh, they're going to give the, the title to, to Liverpool. But let me ask you, is there one actor that you would just – you could just die happy the next day if you could just film with them for just one or two scenes? I think Mark Rylance like, uh, like, would be just like so so sweet to do something like that, and all like even like Tom Hanks as well. I think that would be a really good one because I think yeah, or you could just work with both of them in Bridge of Spies. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because you hear the story of well, like I've heard the story that Tom Hanks when he found out he was working with Mark Rylance was like, oh my, like so that would be like it's like I think that would be brilliant because I've met him before. I spoke to him after I saw him in a play. It was. I was at the bar behind it with my parents. I just saw it. I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to go say hello. We chatted for about 10 minutes. And it was just like, I, thought, I really want to act with this guy one day. Like, this would be being real. That, I think that would be something like that. Like, or anyone. I just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've gotten Gary Oldman and Killian Murphy. And I don't think, were you on set with Tom Hardy? No, right? He was there. No, no. He did it. I, I heard he did this quite quickly. You know? Yeah, he, he would yeah, fly. Yeah. We talked a little bit with... Uh, with Adam Hagar about that, who played Ollie. And oh, yeah, yeah. About, he got the best of both worlds. He got to be in a scene with, with Paul Anderson and Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy. And he mentioned that Tom Hardy was always in character, while Killian was never in character. So yeah. And hearing about each of these, you know, extremely beloved actors and, and how they differ in their, in their acting stance. How, how about you? Do you try to stay in character when you're on set, or do you kind of vary? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I like to just kind of like switch on. I don't like to stay in character. I feel like I find ways to get into my character. Like I used to, I work with a physical kind of like movement in there. Like when the body, I find something like that and I can just like, that's like a switch to turn it on. But otherwise I'm just like, I'm usually the idiot making a joke. Like, or something like this, or just like kind of wearing something stupid or doing that kind of guess. Funny than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and now that you know all these shows are on hold and you know Peaky's on hold as well, we're all, we're all stuck here trying to you know figure out what to watch on Netflix, on Hulu, on Amazon Prime, on HBO. What shows are you watching right now that you're obsessed with that that is keeping you busy? Oh well, I've watched, I've obviously watched Tiger King. Of course, oh, of course, yeah. it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Cool, cool cats and kittens. Yeah, God, like <laughs> I I think I want to get a. A tiger. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all do. <laughs> they seem fun. Like a good mini game there. Um, there's another show over here called The Stranger. It's quite like I started watching know. that. I started. I'm, I'm like three or four episodes in. It is crazy. It's a good show. It's like a. It's a easy watch, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite yeah. like one of the yeah. like an NCIS kind of like, like right. you can 
right, right. Episode. One of those like every episode, every episode has a cliffhanger that's making you want. To, oh, I have to. Yeah, watch it now. and even and the, the theme yeah. is whoa. Right. Like, yeah, whoa. Like the, next, like, the, next, like, the next thing you know, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, where am I going? Um, what else? I what, rewatched Band of Brothers recently again. That was like, oh, so that's good. A classic. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah, that's have, you, like, have you seen The Pacific, which is kind of no, a follow up? I think I need to get out of here. I really liked The Pacific. It's on HBO. I don't know how. I, I don't know how. How do things differ out in the UK? Because I know you have a lot of stuff coming out on Sky. That's we don't it, get yeah. Sky, so I'm trying to figure out how to watch Gangs of London, which I'm sure we'll all be tuning into in about 20 days. But is, Sky is HBO? I think so, yes. Yeah. So like Sky Atlantic we get over here. That's the thing. So it's like, I think that's usually the HBO crossovers and stuff. Like that. Okay. Well, the and Pacific... FX usually go, go to BBC2, which is quite... Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So and BBC are linked up that way, yeah. So it's like, you can get like Taboo and stuff on that. Yeah, Taboo Season 2 is supposed to come out soon, too, with Hardy... We have no idea whether that's on hold, but with oh, the yeah. Pacific, it's it's cool to see um, what's his name, the guy who, who was in Bohemian Rhapsody and, and Mr. Robot. I can't believe I forgot oh. his name. Um, Rami Malek. A very young Rami Malek is is one of the stars of Pacific, so that's cool to watch. Oh God, yeah, it's with it's odd with Band of Brothers. Do you see how many people pop up? Yeah, and it's like the, the oh, oddest one for me is Michael Fassbender wow. is in every shot pretty much, but just doesn't say a word. <laughs> it's before he'd, ha- before he'd hit his career point or something like this. But, like, if you rewatch it, you're like, it's Michael Fassbender. There's, why, why is he here? Like, why is he there? He just, like, smiles or just stood there looking shocked. I was like, every shot this guy is in. And, it, it, like, bef- and then maybe towards the end, he says, like, three words. And you're like, ah. Oh. Because he's got, they, they must have gone, this guy's got a face for the camera. Get him in. <laughs> you know? So when you're, when, you're, when you're watching shows from your perspective, now that you've been in a lot of films, a lot of shows, what is it like when, like, are you watching actors and you're saying, oh, they can do this better or they're doing this great. Oh, maybe I can, you know, build off of this. I'm learning by just watching kind of from like, yeah. your perspective as an actor. Well, it's like we can pick out the English actor with an American accent now. It's quite good. You can like, cause like, oh, cause there's just like that tiny little bits that will just like give it away. But it's like, even if it's like a solid one, you'd be like, there'll be just one tiny thing. You're like, oh, he's British. Like that kind of deal. And I guess like, I was back, back with Band of Brothers is the example again. I was like, the pirate. I was, I was telling my girlfriend we were watching. I was like, the pyrotechnics guy in this show must be going crazy. Like, cause I'm thinking <laughs> that he's there, just like boom, boom, like they're hitting the buttons everywhere. Can I think like I oh, watch it behind the camera and stuff like what's everyone doing this way? And it is brilliant to yeah. I suppose you would think I could, like yeah, they could do that better. Well, but, yeah. Like, well, Daniel and I were saying how the how the British actors do such a great job at having. American accents, but the Americans don't necessarily do a good job of having having British accents. Yeah, it's a, our perspective, at least. Yeah, it was um, I could what have you seen the two the series Safe? I no, I have not. The guy who plays Dexter. He play, he oh. does a he does a British accent, and it's it's quite hard to hear him say. It. He's, he's very like that. <laughs> Wait, I mean, if, yeah, if you're watching Bodyguard, uh, I forgot what what his name Richard Madden, right? Mm. He he like changes his very thick accent to the like to like more of like a British accent in like Game of Thrones. He kind of tones it down a little bit. I think he's what is where's it? Where's he from? Scotland. Yeah, so he's a very thick Scottish accent, which sometimes is very hard to understand for us at least. 
And then when he, when he acts as Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, he kind of tones it down a little bit. So it's like kind of like he's not fully toning it down, but he tones it down a little bit. So it's interesting to see that. Yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's like with accents and stuff, it's quite fun when you get to do another one of those. I mean, I did a, a Nickelodeon film years ago and I had to play a Texan in it for a while. <laughs> so, oh. How was that? That, that must have been tough. It was, yeah, because I went in there going, yeah, I've got this Texas accent down, went to the voice coach and that sounds like Louisiana. I was like, oh, right. It's like, so it's like, <laughs> work close. around that kind of, yeah. It's like, Pretty close. And, yeah, and to, go ahead. Go, no, 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 man. I was, I was no. going to say, to bring it all full circle, we can't all be like Damian Lewis, who was in Band of hmm. Brothers and Billions and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for a little bit. And it's like he's knocked down at Homeland, I didn't even know he was British for like the first seven years of watching him on TV. Mm. And see him do an interview. And it's like mind blowing the American accent that he can convert to. So it's yeah. just cool to bring it all full circle. It's crazy. Yeah. He's just like, it, 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 I'm getting, we can't, we can't fault his. It's I don't crazy. know how he does it. Yeah. It's, well, his mouth he doesn't, like, move, doesn't move either. Move his mouth. He doesn't move his mouth. Thank you. <laughs> I've been like trying for someone to, to, to agree with me here, but he doesn't it's move his circle. mouth. It's insane. It's like, oh, I know, it's insane. <laughs> it's, uh, this is such a Josh stance that it's unbelievable. Yes, that I've, I've, had, I've, Josh, been on, I've been very firm on this stance, so thank you. I really appreciate that, James. Yeah, it's that mouth just don't move. <laughs> <laughs> James, we, we really appreciate you coming on with us today. It's always so much fun to go back and forth hearing the stories hearing the the journey that you went on so we wish you all the luck throughout the rest of this quarantine and we're looking forward to seeing some more commercials and and hopefully yeah. something, something bigger in around the horizon for you i think there's a taco bell one out in the states somewhere there so. we go there, there we, we go. go we'll, we'll keep an eye out james Eels, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us thanks very much guys right peace that's another episode of by order of the peaky blinders for josh i'm daniel we binge so you don't have to